Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Show. I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre. Our guest this week is one of the most versatile, most prolific, and most admired, shut the fuck up. I disagree. At least by us anyway, actors working today. His TV credits are too numerous to mention. But here goes the commish, Scrubs, American Dad, HBO's Luck. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Gotham, and of course, Mad About You and Spin City. His films include A Bug's Life, For Your Consideration, Cars, The Producers, Argo, and uh, and the Coen Brothers, A Serious Man. But most importantly of all, he's also a big fan and regular listener of this very podcast. Please welcome the lovely and talented Richard Kind. I, I'd like a rebuttal. <laughs> uh, Already. You know what? Honestly, it's only going to go downhill yeah. because I wanted to hear you say something. I actually wanted you to do a commercial. I yeah. wanted you to, 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 to do a commercial because I, I, I I'm, can't believe I'm here. Uh, you guys are responsible for me losing weight and being healthy because I listened to you now. I had my hip replaced, and I've like been healthy lately and working out and doing all the exercises, and I don't like going to the gym, and I have listened to every one of your podcasts, everyone except for Gary Busey, which I just <laughs> think, I, th- I think it's going to annoy me. <laughs> And and I just haven't I haven't there, there, there's a couple that, that, that you did who I didn't know uh-huh. and then when I looked and, and saw Oli Merriweather and uh, and Julie Numa well, I got to listen to that first and then so anyway and so your that, buddy that, that's what it is. well I heard Craig's yeah. oh my God Craig's yeah. so I mix you yes. with Kevin Pollack who's a friend of mine and his go on forever and I just you know I'll listen to five of yours and then I'll go to Kevin for three and then I'll come back to you for two and then go back and then you'll have a movie that oh I should see but I've seen them all and then uh, (laughs) I I just I go back and forth and Mark Maron occasionally Uh, so you guys uh, podcasts I will make me live longer. And you are listening to the dismay of my children. Yeah. (laughs) You are listening to to uh, this podcast when you were in the hospital. Absolutely. Yeah. But not exercising. But yes. Yeah. You pass the time. You got the. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I know. You don't understand how much I love listening to you you guys. You flatter us. It's the truth. And every every time, it's like. I want to repeat everything and then say, oh, no, 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 I have a story. Oh, no, no, this is how I heard the calling story. Oh, no, 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 no. Really, about Cesar Romero, would you stop it already? Uh, <laughs> and I just, how do you think I, I feel? I kill, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. And I have a great, like Lee Merriweather. Yes. You know, I worked with Barbara Feldon. I have a great Lee Merriweather story that is not flattering to her, but it's sort of funny. Oh, okay. But, but I mean, we can get to that. What do, what do you want to ask? Uh, I know what I want to talk yeah, about. Okay. <laughs> Forrest Tucker. He, oh, he's, Forrest Tucker's dick. Yeah, he's All right. got a very big dick. Huge dick. Well, okay. now, this is interesting. Go ahead. What? I mean, let's get, get it right out we, of the suit. We okay? knew about Milton Berle and does. Forrest Tucker's dicks, but we found out, <laughs> Go ahead. according if, if, if to what we found out, Guy, Guy Marks. 
Really? Yeah. yeah. No, that, Guy I, Marks. I, I heard this on a show. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, they, Bobby, they, they, Bobby Rydell. Used to do the, yeah, the, yeah. The, uh, Bobby Rydell told us Guy Marks was well Guy in doubt. Marks. Yeah. yeah, okay. Sure. I wonder <laughs> yeah. if Guy Marks is his real name. Could he have been Italian? Like Forrest Tucker was surprising. Van Johnson I was surprised hey, look at. Up, Walter Pigeon. Gonna, I always think Jew because he was a comic I guess maybe. who appeared on If TV. he's a Jew... God bless him for the big dick. <laughs> Honest to God. God bless God him. Bless him. And Uncle Thank Milty. God he is the Sandy Koufax now, of cock. Now, <laughs> now, but then another Jew. Yes. I heard Bob, someone told me Bob Dylan really? has a big dick. No kidding. Yeah. Really? Bob Zimmerman, huh? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I, 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 you've, I never, know. you've never sucked Bob Dylan's dick. Let's not go there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you still I was sick? more into hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> when when, when well, he went electric, he lost you. When you sucked Bob Dylan's dick, did he go, Ooh, Richard. Ooh, ooh, swallow it, Richard. Ooh, ooh, like a rolling stone. You're like a rolling stone. Now you're, you're Look at how I'm going. Let me talk about Forrest Tucker's cock. Yeah, I have two great stories because they're really oh, great. He fucked you? No. No, sorry. I know. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't want to get Bob did, Dylan jealous. Did Bob... <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. You have not one but two stories about Forrest yes, Tucker's okay. endowment. I, I belong to a golf club in Los Angeles, and one of the caddies there... Uh, now, uh, hold on a second. Go ahead. See, uh, Forrest Tucker belongs yeah. to this... Whenever I hear country cl- Hollywood country club yes. or, or uh, anything like that... I always think in Forrest Tucker's day, it must have been like really anti-Semitic. Like you couldn't believe. Yes. Anti-Semitic. I got two stories about that. One was Johnny Mathis wanted to join the club. And somebody went up to the head of of, uh, membership and said, uh, I hear that Johnny Mathis, you know, gay black man wants wants to join. (laughs) And and he says, says, what does it look like? And the guy goes, chances aren't. The funniest joke ever written by a wow. anti-Semitic, wow. Jew-hating, uh, wow. black-hating. Uh, yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, they were like viciously Vicious, horribly. And then I heard a good story, which is nice about Ronald Reagan. And, you know, I'm, uh, because of, uh, it's, it's nice to tell a nice story that I like about Ronald Reagan. But back then, he, he belonged to the club and he was bringing his uh, accountant, you know, his, his tax guy, uh, to the club a, a few more times than he should. And he got a letter saying, we would prefer if you just kept it down to, uh, to six times a year. And Ronald Reagan took this as an offense, and he quit the club. Wow. Isn't that a great story? Now, the, the, uh, the, uh, the story goes is that Hillcrest, the Jew club, the sent, Jew club. <laughs> sent a letter to Ronald Reagan and said, we heard what you did. We want you to know that any time you want to play our club, please feel free. Uh, keep it down to six times a year. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. That's uh, I mean, that, that's a, but it's a nice story about it's Robert nice Reagan. one that of the few. It's a very nice story. Yes. Anyway, uh, uh, Forrest Tucker. So, so, so this caddy. Now wait, wait. I heard. <laughs> yeah, what's the shut, since when do you up. not want to talk about penis? <laughs> <laughs> this is this yeah. is not the Gottfried I know. <laughs> Well, no. Well, Jews and penis, I like Mm -hmm. to talk about. Those are my two subjects. Go ahead. I heard, I don't know if this is true, because I only heard it once, that Conrad Veidt, or Veidt, I can never uh pronounce his name. From Casablanca. Yes, yes. Who 
uh, what's his name? Goebbels or Goebbels? Which Goebbels. was Goebbels? Goebbels. Uh, offered yeah, Conrad Veidt to uh, be treated very well in Germany if he did propaganda films for the Nazis. A Jew? Uh, no, no. His wife was a Jew. Conrad Veidt's wow, wife, was, his wife a was a Jew. Did not know that. And, well, they and, wanted Marlena Dietrich to do the same thing. Oh yeah, and and uh, Conrad Veidt was in the cabinet of Dr. Caligari mm-hmm, with right. this Werner Krauss. Werner Krauss agreed to do Nazi propaganda uh-huh. for them. Conrad Veidt left and came to America, and he was doing volunteer work with the Red Cross. To help soldiers so here you're, you're against saying the Nazis. Conrad Veidt had a sense of morality. No, and Conrad Veidt, I heard, I don't I know if it. this is true, I hope this is true, that back then you had to write down your nationality and that Conrad Veidt would write down Jew. I wow. hope it's true. How did you that get from Forrest nice Tucker's cock to Conrad Veidt? I'd like to know. Forrest yeah, but <laughs> Tucker, <laughs> that's segue. not a national. Wait, he wrote it down in Germany? Uh, or he I, wrote it down I, when he came to America? I, I don't know. But he would write down Jew. That's a nice. That, that's to. a nice story. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't like the nice stories. I want to get to the dirt. Okay, let's get <laughs> let's get to some cock. We can cut it out. But that, that, I think let's, that, 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 that's let's, great. Let's I love, I love all of you. Those. Love cock. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a a, uh, a caddy yeah. at the club who was best friends with Forrest Tucker's son, and he told me stories about Forrest Tucker. The first one was is that his mother came to pick him up at Forrest Tucker's house. And Forrest Tucker is out in the patio uh, reading a newspaper, sitting in shorts, no shirt, with shorts. And he got up and he had the paper in his hand. And as he stood up, this much of his cock went below the pant line of the shorts. And he kept indicating it with the paper. Didn't hide it. He indicated it (laughs) and could see the mother looking. And at which point he was like showing off, just... You know, wow. I mean, yeah. how about that? Yeah. And then the other story. I think was, I know this one. The one about with the the gimme putt. Yes. 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 He he was he was playing golf. I don't know this and, one. And there was you know a eight eight inch putt or you know whatever, and some and he and, and he says what you're not going to give me this, and the guy goes no, I want to see you putt it, and he goes oh come on I could putt this with my dick, and he took out his dick and he putted it. I love it. I, I heard a story one time Milton Berle. Yes was going to have a contest with Tom Jones over who had a bigger cock. Is it coming out? And, and, uh, yeah. yeah I, I only took enough out. Well, there, there was that story. I, I only took enough out to win. Right. But I heard another story that Burl op- just started unzipping it, and Tom, no, just, Tom Jones looked down and said, No mas. Okay. No mas. All right. No mas. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> A Roberto Duran reference. I heard a great story. This is not about size, but this is one of yeah. Pat McCormick, who I, who I oh. love. Pat McCormick was we love was, Pat McCormick. was mowing his lawn, and somebody pulled up and said, "Excuse me, could you tell me how to get to such and such an address?" And he pulled out his cock and he said, "Okay, <laughs> this vein is the one hundred and one." And and it. <laughs> We got Paul uh, Williams coming on. We'll ask him about I'll that. Be, yeah. Paul Williams. Yeah, is we'll, the ask him, we'll ask him. Ask him, ask about, him about losing to me at golf. Okay. Yes. I you bet. Lost. He lost to me at golf and <laughs> had to pa- buy me a gift, uh-huh. which is still my Halloween costume. I lost to Richard Gaines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so upset about Richard Gaines. <laughs> you see. Yeah. 
You guys have these guys. Like it was. Weren't you amazed at Butch Patrick? Yeah, and how, he was yeah. great. He was wonderful. And 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 yet, when I saw that you were having him on. I said, come on, Gilbert. What, what does the kid have to talk about? Yeah. He doesn't remember the highlights yeah. of his life. And so literate sure, and so, sure. and so and eloquent. I, I thought, thought it was great. I yeah. thought I was expecting a bitter old drug addict. That's what I was expecting. No, he expecting. was great. Right. He brought it. And, and he was like joking. He was really open about drinking and drugs. And, oh, and yeah, being yeah, chased around by Charles Nelson Riley uh, on yes. the set of Lidsville. He was a oh, great... Yeah. I, I, I know that I know me. you love Charles I, Nelson I, I was, I so was I. really glad how, how, how... I was happy with how Butch Patrick Yeah, oh, oh, all of them. But, but, but when, I, when, when Yes, all of those. But Billy Moomy, I knew... Uh, would be as good as his because I know Billy. And yeah. I mean, he's a real yeah. hey, renaissance you know, guy with everything. And, and I didn't know Billy Moomy was a Jew. Mm-mm. He's not a Jew? Billy no, Moomy no, no, said that, he was a Jew. Hold on, I had coffee what? in my mouth. That, oh, it, what I meant to say was, what? <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Billy Moomy is so yeah. cute. Yeah. Billy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah, cute. I'm it adorable. Is. Hey, I'm adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I can't picture Billy Moomy with a yarmulke on. Yeah. No, no, no. Billy Moomy said everything. he was a Jew. Really? Yeah, yeah, he did. He said it on air, huh? Yes. He did. Okay, well, I listened to it, and I, okay. I heard Menasha Skolnick was a Stop Jew. Stop it, no. <laughs> Fiber Spinkle. Fiber Spinkle. I hear borders. I heard a story about Pat McCormick. Go ahead. Well, I'll have to ask uh, for confirmation from... Um, uh, from Paul, Paul. Is this the helicopter story? Yes. <laughs> yes, I've heard that. You heard that's this. the greatest. That, yes. That's according to the story, I he'd get together story. with his friends <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, once a year, and and they would like outdo each other with the dinners. Mm-hmm. That one would hold the dinner, and they'd have to outdo. So one day, all of the guests showed up at this heliport. And they were all given a paper bag with a tuna fish sandwich in it and an apple. And they were going, what, you know, what the hell's this? And then they were put one by one in a helicopter uh, and taken up in the air. The helicopter would circle their house and and a, a hooker would be sucking their dick in right, the yes, helicopter. I, love, I think that's the greatest. <laughs> I, I, I heard I love, and, and And I heard that one of the writers said the next day... Uh, his wife said, oh, so how was your night? And he goes, okay, uh, how was yours? She goes, well, it was strange. A helicopter was circling. (laughs) 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 And and I met Tim Conway, Uh and I said to him, look, I heard... Pat McCormick, I could, I didn't even complete McCormick. I said Pat McCormick, and he goes helicopter. Oh, great. <laughs> that's great! I, the, the funniest line I heard that McCormick make, he goes, he was like coming to a Friars roast or something. He goes, I'm sorry, I'm late. I was, I was just at Eartha Kitt's pap smear. So <laughs> that's. Uh, oh, you got you got another Catwoman right, reference yeah, I, in there. Now, yeah. Now, yeah, right. Yeah. Now you're having a gay affair with George Clooney. I heard it was. Yeah, it was gay. <laughs> we opted out of that one. See, I don't think. Uh, now, I'm not going to talk yeah. a lot about George yeah. because he's got enough publicity and he is a friend. Yes. So uh, you can ask me anything but, you well, want, but know that I, I, who am not good at censoring myself, who take myself yeah, yes. very seriously, <laughs> uh, have, will, will well, at, only, least, at least tell Gilbert about auditioning for the island of Dr. Moreau because that's a, that's, oh, a, that's, a that, great that's a good story. story. And, a, we, and we're, we're obsessed with that. Film. We just talked about it. Great story. God almighty. Okay, I'll tell you the whole... Okay, 
<laughs> so the way that I remembered telling it when I brought it up is yeah. I'm going to some casting. I'm, I'm going to tell you the whole story, and it's in three parts without an ending. <laughs> um, Good. The With first part is I'm favorites. going through uh, a line uh, of reporters, uh, and I'm at the Casting Society uh, uh, Awards thing like that. And some girl has a little tape recorder out, and she goes, um, do you have any uh, funny stories about auditioning? And I start telling the story, and she's doing one of these Hollywood looking around for who else is famous there. And I said, hold yeah, on, they- hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm telling you a story. I don't want to be here. I don't want to tell this story. You're asking me. And because I'm here at this line, I'm telling you the story that you've asked me. So for fuck's sake, pay attention. I said, what are you, like 23, 24? And she goes, yeah. And I go, okay, who are you writing for? And she goes, I'm writing for Showbiz. And I go, "Uh, Showbiz Magazine, they need so much print. You're going to print every word I say. All right, listen to me. This is a great story. This is about George Clooney. This has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. This is about Batman. This is a huge story. Okay, so listen. Okay, that's the end of part one. Part two. Part two. I have an audition one time, and you've been through these things, yeah. but it is an audition for the island of Dr. Moreau that Marlon Brando's going to yeah, do with that, the little guy. Uh, horrible, horrible, awful, disastrous awful. Okay. movie. So, uh, how do you and know? Am Va- I spitting or am no, I sweating? Little- and, Val, oh, and Val Kilmer. Yeah. Yes, and Val Kilmer. I don't think he was supposed to be in it at he, the time. David, yeah. th- or he took David Thewlis's place or something. No, or he David was in it. He was yes. in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, I'm in the casting director's <laughs> office, and I'm auditioning for Dog Boy. <laughs> and I go, all right, you know, but you know, I got, I got lots of stories about, oh, okay, I'll do this role. So I'm so, so, so she wants me to go through it and I'm supposed to say something like, oh, master, oh, 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 master, I love you. Oh, like that. And I'm really giving it my all. And it's on tape. Nobody's in the room except the casting director. And I'm giving it my all because I'm an actor. Okay. Sure. And I do the job. It's a, most embarrassing. It's horrible. And I really do have to act like a dog. <laughs> like a, Oh, well, oh, dog. Oh, I love you. Okay. And I'm, and I'm thinking it's Marlon Brando. And the part two. Part three. George is cast as Batman. Okay. Yeah. Well, who the hell doesn't want to go visit the Batman set? Because I know Batman. I can get on. So sure enough, I go in. I go in. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, everybody's there. And I'm sitting there. Schwarzenegger before he was governor. And there's Uma Thurman. It's unbelievable. And then Joel Schumacher comes up and goes, are you with- you're Richard Kind, aren't you? And, and I go, yeah. And he goes, oh, boy. He goes, I've got to tell you, uh, uh, I, I was supposed to be directing a movie that I lost to John Frankenheimer, but uh, it was called Island of Dr. Moreau. And I go, yeah, I auditioned for that. He goes, oh, no. Oh, I was the director at the time on that. I, I saw the footage of your audition. You, you were wonderful. And I go, well, thank you very much. <laughs> and he goes, oh, my God, you were, you were touching. You know, I, I believed you. I believed that you were so wanted to be comforting to Marlon Brando, to, to the doctor. And, he, and he, so he gathers everybody. Right? He goes, would, would you do just a little of it? And I go, no, I'm not, not, not going to do it. And he goes, no, 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 please. It was, I, I've, never, I've never really seen anything like it. You were really touching. And I go, not Joel, no, I don't want to do this. Go, oh, please. So Uma Thurman, they're all in, Chris O'Donnell. And I go... Yeah, all right. Oh, oh, man, oh, man. And everybody starts laughing. George set them up. <laughs>
He had never directed. He was never going to direct it. I love it. And that was, uh, yeah, but it is a good story. Yeah, it's fun to be the brunt. Okay. So, <laughs> anyway, so that was that. I, here's here's a, 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 a uh, uh, when you think that, 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 how much will you compromise? One of my first auditions was for the movie uh, Cruising. You remember Cruising? Oh, with sure. Al- oh, Pacino. my God. William, William that Freakin. was a disastrous yeah. film. Yes, yes it was. Yeah. Yeah. And protests and but, everything. But you never know when you're auditioning for the no, movie. No, no. But I was a kid. I was, no, I was nothing. I was straight out of college. And back at the Minskoff Studio Theater, they had this big room, okay? And they just put all the people that, that are in the room who are going to be extras for the movie, and you go in, and there's at least 150, 200 guys there, and the guy who's running the session goes, okay, this is a movie about homosexuality in the village, and um, there will be some graphic sex. If you are willing to kiss a man, uh, suck a penis, or even have anal sex, just put a Y at the top of your resume. And I'm thinking... God, I'm an actor. <laughs> oh, God, I'm an actor. Oh, well, I do. Oh, my God. What, what am I going to do? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I literally thought about it for a decent number of seconds. And then I just put an N on the uh, uh, thing. And needless to say, I'm, I'm not exactly what the movie Cruisin' was looking for, <laughs> both looks or proclivity. But anyway, that was one of the, the first. Uh, okay, here's another story that's pretty good because it does have to do with George Clooney. Oh, okay. okay. To a degree. Okay. Okay. <laughs> my first audition, my first audition, I'm out of college. I see, I, I came, I have a list of the stories I want to tell. Oh, go ahead. So, yeah, but I really want to go one-on-one with you, Frank, with the, with the trivia. We'll see have you we, ever done the we'll trivia question where you name a movie, you name a star, then I got to find a star that that movie yeah, was, was thinking, in. And then, I was yeah, thinking back, about back, that last night. Well, maybe the three of us will do attend yeah, the show. Yeah, oh. but not even, no, 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 because I'll embarrass myself. I'm no. nervous here. <laughs> You'll be great. Uh, all right, so one of my first auditions, I'm out of college. And, uh, you know, I have the resume printed up. I have the, the picture, everything like that. And I go in and there's a, a, a what do you call it, a, a musical based on Buona Sera, Mrs. Campbell. You remember that movie? Oh, yes. With, uh, oh, yeah. Peter, with uh, uh, Phil uh, Silvers and Telly Savalas yeah. and, uh, and Gina Lola Brigida about the guys who go back to, to the town. Sort of Mamma Mia story. That's was a Mamma Mia story, that, exactly. Was based Very on good. That story. Yeah, well, it was yeah. originally from Buona Sera, yeah. Mrs. Campbell. It was going to be done as a musical called Carmelina, uh, music by Burton Lane, who was a great. Great composer, and it was directed by Jose Ferrer. So I show up. It's my first audition ever. I look in. I'm referencing Showbiz Magazine, an audition, open call, but it's for equity. Okay, I don't know what equity is at the time. So I show up, and they say, "Let me see your equity card." And I, I don't, I don't have an equity card. What, what's, what's the union? I go, oh, how, how do I get it? We well, have to be in a show, in an equity show, in order to have an equity card. Well, how do I get in the show if I don't have an equity? Well, you can't. And it was the Catch-22, very famous Catch-22 everybody knew about. But he said, at 5 o'clock, we're going to have open auditions for non-equity people. I go, great. So I get there at 3 o'clock to show this monitor, who's a nobody, an actor who can't work, is signing people in. But I want to show him I'm an actor. So I get there early, and then they just put everybody into the, the rehearsal room, and anybody who looks slightly Italian, they picked out, of which I had brown hair, so I'm going to sing for them. But I don't know, I, I don't know when I'm going to sing. So I'm, and they had everybody in the room, and you got up one at a time and sang. And everybody got up and gave them their sheet music. I didn't know you had to bring sheet music. It was my first audition. I had no idea. So I, I, it's my turn to, to go up. And I, I go, uh, he, he goes, what are you going to sing? And I, I go, I don't have any music. And he goes, well, what song do you know? And I go, well, I used to sing Hey There. 
So he goes, oh, I know that. So he starts going to go, hey there, you with And Jose Ferrer at the other end of the room goes, hey there. Why, my ex-wife had a hit with that song. And his ex-wife of was course, Rosemary Clooney. Clooney. And he gets up and he pushes the piano player to the side. And Jose Ferrer started playing the piano and accompanying me. And I'm singing, hey there, you with <laughs> oh, And then he starts That's great. chiming in and he starts joining me. And we sang the song together. And that was my first audition. I love it. Wow. And, that, that was, and of course, you're going to say, well, did you get the part? No. Why was it <laughs> But you However, sang with Jose Ferrer. But I sang with my first audition. I was accompanied both vocally and musically That's by great. Jose Ferrer. And I later became friends with Miguel Ferrer. Sure, who's George's who's cousin. George's cousin. Right. And I became friends with him because of George. And here's, so one, here's one for Gilbert. Jose Ferrer was considered by William Dozier before Cesar Romero. No. To play the Joker. Yes. And you can look it up. And bringing it all full circle, <laughs> huge cock. Yeah. <laughs> huge cock. Wait and a, a real gigolo. Here's a great story. Jose Ferrer? Jose Ferrer had a huge cock. Huge. And <laughs> and was and was known it was known for hitting on everybody. Yeah. And one time when Dustin Hoffman was doing Tootsie, got into the elevator, knowing that Jose Ferrer was going to be there and put the moves on him, and Jose uh, re- reciprocated. While he was dressed as Dorothy. While he was dressed. And he <laughs> said, yes, I can do the role. That's so, when Dustin Hoffman said, story. I look like a woman. Jose Ferrer. Now, these may all be lies, by the way, Hoffman. but these may be lies. Doesn't matter. All of these are lies, but they're entertaining, <laughs> and nobody's going to hear them. Yeah. So, there you go. You are... So yeah, hundreds may, but who are they? They're, they're, let's face it, people. You're, you're, who are you people who are really – did you all get new hips and have to listen to this? So there you go. Uh, I love it. All right. What, what do you want to ask me? I've really taken up way so too much, much stuff. Where can we? Where do we go begin? Ahead. What do you want to ask? Well, you, now you were in uh, uh, what I consider a terrible movie. Go ahead. There you go. That's a perfect – Great. Who can we insult now? The movie, the movie version of Bewitched. Oh, I know. I was. Oh, you played Mr. Kravitz. It's a terrible. And don't you think? <laughs> and don't you think? If you are, if they don't have Mr. Kravitz at all in the movie, Nora Ephron writes and directs a movie. I love yeah, her. Oh, sure, my me too. God, did I love her? And you're Mr. Kravitz, and you're the last scene of the movie. You're in Bewitched too. You know you've got the role. You're gonna be you're, you're gonna be hired. Right. Bewitched one. Who cares? You, you're being introduced in the last scene with Amy Sedaris, and the, I mean it was such a. Bad you were movie. Abner. I was Abner. Yeah. Yeah. With one of my, I mean heroes. Who was it? Um. Um. George. Uh, who was George. Tobias. George Tobias. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Right. There two. There were two. There were two. There were two. There were two. But there's only one George Tobias. When I think of of Mr. Kravitz. We have a man in the room right here. Our social director, Darren Foster, was named after Darren and bewitched by his family in Ireland who were, who were bewitched fans. Oh, that's hilarious. Belfast. Belfast. They didn't know how to spell the name Darren, so they just went with How about that? Oh, that's great. Did the mic pick that up, Eddie? Great. Isn't that great? Hilarious. Yeah. They were born. Did they got picked up? Okay. You're lucky that you were. He could have been Durwood if they were. They loved Agnes Moorhead. Although I will have to say this, I always feel bad for people who were named after actresses or actors and or characters. I go, are you kidding? I I was mine. I was originally Heathcliff. Okay, <laughs> I, I was, my parents named me Doctor Bombay. <laughs> 
I figured I'd be one up. Okay. Oh. Well, yeah, there you go. Okay. Oh, my God. And he's still around. Bernie Fox. No, yeah, Bernie Bernard Fox. Can I he tell you? He's in Titanic. He died recently. Oh, did he? Too Can bad. I tell you a, a Gina Lola Brigida sure. story? Yeah. I, I, I one time met Steve Allen, and I love Jack Benny. Uh-huh. So I asked him, "Does can he tell me a Jack Benny story? And he said, one time he was riding on a plane, and he was seated next to Jack Benny. And Jack Benny fell asleep at one point, and right as he was waking up, Gina Lola Brigida was walking down the aisle of the plane. Right. And Benny looks at her and then looks over at Steve Allen, and he goes, you know, Steve, <laughs> I'd like to take my cock <laughs> and put it in her mouth <laughs> and have her say her name over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> Oh, you've been holding out on me. Great story. I've never heard that. Wow. What a great story. That is great. Oh, my gosh. That is great. Oh, wow. That is the first time Gina Lola Brigida has been mentioned oh, on wow, this show. That's a great It'll probably pop up in the next 10 Not the last. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor. Let's talk a little bit about Charles Nelson Riley since we brought him up. Because you brought up. Why? Can I just say. Yeah. Now, N- uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh, we're back to Bewitched. She hardly met. I don't remember meeting her. Wow. I Can I just say, Nicole Kidman and Ice White Shut had the greatest ass I've ever She's seen. She's so. And I'm one yeah. of the few people who love Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. I think Eyes Wide. You love it I too. Like it. I, like I like it. I like everything. I, I like everything Shutt Kubrick ever and, did. And happiness. Yeah. I love answer happiness. a lot of oh, yes. questions and and sort of defend everybody who has a dark side. It's yeah. it's just ha- happiness. And, and everybody has a dark. A side. A great yeah. black comedy, happiness. If you haven't seen it, oh, with Philip Seymour Hoffman. And, and I got to work with Dylan Baker. Oh, he's great. And I, I, I and I I couldn't believe it. And he's now a really good friend. Yeah. But I got to work with him, and it was a comedy. He's just great. But I said, terrific movie. That honest to God, I would go to therapy and I would talk about his performance, not because of. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, the, the child molestation yeah. is it's a brave is, part. Is awful. It's so brave, yeah. but it's it, the the thing is, is that we have a dark side. It's do we do something about that dark side? And if you act it out in such a fashion, that's horrible. That's criminal. That's that's disgraceful, disgusting. But it's so interesting. Why do people like fat women's toes? Yeah. Why? Why yeah. would? Why would somebody? <laughs> yeah. I once heard. By the way. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. When I I have laughed out loud to the point of almost hurting myself three times because you go to twelve minutes and forty seven seconds before the show is over, of who is the guy who wrote the book on Green Acres? Oh, Steve Cox. Okay, yeah. that episode. Yeah, we're just talking. We're just I talking do about Jerry Lewis because I <laughs> yeah. never heard that. I yeah. don't even. Believe the funniest it. thing in the world. I heard he fucked around and everything like that. Yeah. I don't yeah. believe that. Yeah. I know Danny Thomas. Funniest thing in I knew the world. Jack Brickhouse. If you yeah. knew uh, uh, Chicago, Chicago Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, the white. Uh, yeah, but anyway. Um, uh, but that last couple of minutes, and I go to it, and I listen, and it just makes me laugh oh. when you go when when you just start going on to Jerry Lewis. I didn't yeah, speak yeah. for fifteen minutes I, I because I was it. I couldn't and breathe. You yeah. Just kept going, and of yeah. course, sometimes when you just keep going, I go, oh, oh, stop, come, come yeah. on, come yeah. on, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I heard, heard you, sorry. 
But that one just killed me. By the way, I want to say say, say this. That was the Steve Cox. Yeah, that was a you, great. That you, was great. You, I, I, I think I told you this before because we haven't met that many times. But I told you when I got out of college, I was at one of the comedy clubs, and I think it's the Improv, but I don't know. And it was twelve o'clock. You were the last guy on it. You've talked about it before that you're the, you know, okay, let's put him on at the end, everything like that to clear the room. You, yeah. you were defiant. To the audience, nobody was laughing, and you kept going, and it was I remember those simply days. the funniest thing I'd ever seen, ever, ever, with the trays, with the with the Ubangi yeah. lips. And the, and the squid with the I, napkins. I, I, I yeah. can't even remember. <laughs> I just remembered, that's why I can't be a comic. That's why I can't do stand-up. I'm funny. I'll, I'll do it. But if I'm not pleasing the audience, it's me. And you are not that. You're defiant to the world. It is the greatest gift you could ever have. You just yeah. you are true to yourself. And I have, I have unfortunately met not. I unfortunately am not that guy, and not that guy in my career. And I've met so many fortunate people. Larry David be, being the 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 real toast of the town because he was defiant and said, "I know what I'm doing is great." You want to come along, fine. And eventually, Jesus, did they come along? Sure. But that to me is the greatest gift. And that's why I can't do that. That's why I've never done stand up. He, he used to go even deeper. I mean, remember the, the old shows at the seaport, the Carolines at the seaport? Oh, and, if, oh, yeah. and if they weren't laughing, he doubled down and more Ben Gazzara jokes and yeah, Floyd, yeah, Floyd yeah, the Barber. Yeah, but you were the first <laughs> I ever saw do that. And, I, and literally, I said, I simply can't do that. I don't have what it takes. And I want to be great at yeah. what I do. And I couldn't be. And I know I'm funny, but I'm a reactor and stuff like that. But that just—it was a me. thing to behold. It was. I it would was. start doing Clifton Webb. That's <laughs> right. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he used to do the the bit about Gavin McLeod and Tony Curtis yeah, sharing a donut. Yeah. Do you know that bit? No, no. Because you, I didn't see you much after that. Will you, will you do a little of that for Richard? Oh, okay. The, I, I've oh. done this for years. Oh, great, great. But this is uh, uh, Tony Curtis talking to Gavin McLeod. <laughs> Uh-huh. Hello, Gavin. Hello, Tony. How are you? I'm fine. Would you like to have a cup of coffee? Okay. Would you like a donut with that? Yes, I'll have one too. So you will have two donuts? No, I will have a donut same as yourself. So you will have a donut that resembles me? No, I meant although we are both eating two entirely different donuts, the very fact that they are both in the pastry family. <laughs> That's the short version. The long version was about 14 minutes. That's great. Oh, memory lane. I That's haven't done great. that for years. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. That's so funny. Memory I lane. Met, so funny. I met and Gavin. you would do the 14-minute version. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. And yes. employed the barber oh, and, and oh, Bob Dylan. Oh, yes. And that was another I, one. I, oh, I'll, I'll have to do it for him when he comes over. Uh, Paul Williams. Yes. I would imitate. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have yeah. Paul Williams do, coming up. I would do Paul Williams fucking Shirley Temple. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Wow. Who am I to stop it? Please go. Please please do it. Oh, my God. I'm the happiest man right now. Paul Paul Williams fucking Shirley Temple. Oh, Shirley. Shirley. Oh, your pussy's so tight. Oh, oh, put your big 
Cookie, ah! <laughs> Mr. Williams. Oh, oh, suck my dick, Shirley. Oh, I want you to swallow my cock, Shirley. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that I can see going on for minutes. Yeah. 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 Oh, my Those God. were the old shows. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. So you don't want to talk about oh Charles Nelson Reilly. I don't know that Well, I saw you ta- say you how you, did, you didn't see his one-man show. You can't? Yeah. No. So you were on Kevin Pollack's show, and somebody asked you, Paul Lind or Charles Nelson Reilly? And you said Charles Nelson Reilly, and you regretted that you had not seen his one-man show, which, by the way, I saw. In and, L.A. And, it was and, fascinating. Yes. And yeah. I, if you ask me, I would like to do his one-man show as Charles Nelson Riley, but not do an imitation. Because right. the thing is about Charles Nelson. Okay. You, you, you want to know why? Yeah. And, and it sort of is, uh, relates to this, is that we don't know exactly what these people are like. For instance, you're here doing Paul Williams getting a blowjob. <laughs> From Shirley Temple. <laughs> but nobody has seen the beautiful picture of your family. That's true. Right. Yeah. I mean, good. there is another side, and he's a father <laughs> yeah. to Gilbert Godfrey. To two beautiful children. We don't know the other side. Butch Patrick, we don't know That's the true. other side. When I look on the playlist and I Cesar see Butch Romero. Patrick, well, <laughs> but no, Cesar Romero has, has – uh, yeah. but, but these, these are iconic people from our yeah. youth who we only perceive – as we saw them when we were 10 years old. Right. They grew up. Our impression of them did not. Our impression of Charles Nelson Reilly is a fool on Hollywood Squares. Or a match game. Yeah, well, yeah, a yeah, match yeah. game. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. And yet, a huge, a, a, such a literate man oh, yeah. directed operas, directed Julie Harris, best friends with the great American actress, Julie Harris and Helen yeah. Hayes, the sure. great American sure. actress. He was, he was a very friend. respected stage director. Truly a yeah. brilliant, yeah. brilliant man who, la, 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 you know, was yeah. – he, he was – so well, that's why is because, you know, I tried to quit Spin City. And here's a fascinating thing. Ted Knight tried to quit Mary Tyler Moore. We show. just heard the story from Ed Asner. He told us. Did you just, have Ed Asner? Last oh, week. He's, he's so last week. But, but did he, he, he told us that Ted Knight. They believed he was yeah, an idiot. That Ted Knight went to Alan Burns and right. said, I can't play this part anymore. I can't anymore. do it anymore. Right. I can't do it. I can't do it. I walked out. You're an idiot walking down the street. That's how everybody perceives you. And I, I couldn't take it anymore. Uh, needless to say, they, they wouldn't let it. Michael Fox, brilliant. Just had the. I, I went to Mike. I said, I, 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 got, I can't take it anymore. And he was so smart. He goes, I don't think my partners would allow that. Isn't that a brilliant? I mean, he was That's so really sad. Like, nice Mike answer. Fox is just a great guy, brilliant, more smart than anybody, and just a fantastic human being other than, than what he's been cursed with and, and why he's a hero now. Just a great guy. So Ted Knight, you know, but this is how we perceive him. Wouldn't you have loved to have Ted Knight on and go, of oh, course. Oh, my but, God, but, but, but you yes. know he's smart. Well, Charles Nelson Riley. Right. And when I look at some of the people that you had, I go, oh, God, are they going to make – Fun, you know, but they they don't. They have they've evolved. Well, they're, yeah, we want we want to be affectionate to these people because oh, we love because we love them. You only know them with we, affection. We love them, and yet when they they prove like Larry Storch, here's a great thing I meant, meant to mention. <laughs> oh, hold on, here's a great bit of trivia. Oh God, 
first of all, I got okay. to work with Larry. So, okay, remind me, Larry Storch, because these are stories that I want to tell you because you're going to love them. No, these are. Yeah. I don't want to have these over coffee. You might as well do them on the air. But I worked with Larry Storch. Nicest man. On, uh, 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 on Broadway. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah, do best. you know that F Troop was, the hi- was one of the highest rated shows to ever be canceled? And do you know why? Ooh. This is something that, that he didn't... He didn't. Oh, I think I heard this is interesting. This I don't think I know. Because they would work from 7 in the morning until 1 o'clock. Get a lot of stuff done, get it done, and then they would go out and have lunch, and they'd go across the street and get drunk. And they'd come back, and the whole afternoon was shot. They couldn't <laughs> really? remember the lines. The, every, when really? you think of it, Forrest Tucker could knock them down. Sure. Uh, uh, Edward Everett Horton. Right. Everybody but Ken Fr- Berry. They were, they, were, they were all drinking. Yeah. And that's why <laughs> yeah. the show got canceled. It cost them a fortune. They couldn't They couldn't. I their, never their heard that. Yep. Wow. Isn't, isn't that a great I story? love the F-Troop references in Serious Man, by the way. There's a yes, run, there's yes, a running yes, yes, there's yes, a running yes, gag. Now, yeah. could um, you oh, oh also go, 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 go ahead? Yeah. But I have a great story. Okay, because it's because I also worked in the same show with uh, Professor Erwin Corey. Do you know him? Uh, oh yes, yes. we yes. know. Why don't you get him on yeah. here? You will die. What that man is capable of. This guy is a red from way back. Oh from yeah, way back. Yeah, big lefty. Yeah, huge. Right, and he's nuts, and he's talking about his daughter getting murdered out on Long Island, and he blames his son-in-law and everything like. He was crazy, but fascinating. You can listen to him for hours. But I think, he's a, I think he's a hundred years old. Hey, now. But he's yeah. still alive. Yeah, yeah. Still, so, so anyway, I go to you. You like this? I I live on the Upper West Side, near Campbell Funeral Home. Soupy Sales dies. Well. I, I got to go to Soupy Sales Memorial, right? Of course. So I show up, and I'm sitting there. There's a lot of people there, and Freddie Roman is, is the, you know, doing the, he's hosting, he's doing the Jessel. God, I love your Jessel. So anyway, <laughs> he's doing everything, and he's introducing everybody. And about 20 minutes into the service, Erwin Corey comes in, baseball cap, a long Colombo coat that's half open with a T-shirt, and he's walking slowly down the aisle because he's 100 years old. He's going, hey, hey, how are you? Hey, hey, you know, so waving to all the people as somebody's up there talking and, you know, uh, memorializing uh, soupy sales. Freddie Roman comes up, and he says, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest. He just came in. You love him. He's going to say a few words. Professor Erwin Corey, everybody uh, starts applauding. Erwin Corey stands up, going to... Toast, Soupy Sales. And he goes, <laughs> Soupy Sales would be alive today. And Amanda, you know this. T- do you know this is true? Soupy <laughs> Sales would be alive today if everybody had medical insurance in this country. And start going <laughs> on. Obamacare. And, Obamacare oh, with everything. Hilarious. And Freddie Roman comes up and tackles him and goes, thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> Professor Erwin Corey at Soupy Sales' memorial. He starts going off on health care. Hilarious. Oh, God, it killed me. It's like when they said Fred Travelina did material at Richard Jenny's memorial. Oh, no, he did Yeah, that's what they said. They had to pull him off. Yeah, that's now, the story. Now, okay. I had heard a now, story. Go ahead. Yes, you, you have told. a question? Yes. yes, go ahead. Yeah, I heard a story you told mm-hmm. that on Spin City, at one point, yeah. like you and the rest of the cast, and right. had a terrific cast on Spin City. Great cast, great. And you'd show up, you'd be on the set ready to work, your costumes, everything, and that Michael J. Fox wouldn't be there right. and and you are getting pissed you heard the right story yeah, you probably yes. heard it from okay, me because yeah. i am i think i'm a nice guy uh there are times when i find myself 
erring in not being a nice guy, but sometimes it's not with my knowledge, okay? Yeah. So here's the, the, the scoop. And of course, today I feel awful, but we were all told that Michael had, de- uh, had developed Lyme disease. So we were not told anything. And, you know, I, and I, actually, we, we weren't. We, we, he just, he would go back and he would need a massage. And we, we knew that. And or then he had to go talk to, to, to somebody or he would have to have a meal. Maybe I knew it was Lyme disease, but nobody was in on that he was stricken with, with a disease. Now, you know on sitcoms, you report to work at 9, 10 in the morning. On Monday, you do a read-through and you go home. Okay, or maybe you work two or three hours. Then Tuesday, you work from 10 until 2. This is great. This is what happens in four camera. We were there from 9 until 7. And often we weren't working. And my, I could only justify it with, well, come on. What, are, are you kidding? What, what, why are you kidding? And, and we were at Chelsea Piers. I said, give me two hours. Let me go to the gym. Let me go and do an audition. Let me go. I'm sorry, we can't let you go. Well, come on. Are you serious? I'm here from 9 until 7 every day. What, what are you kidding? We, we, we got to push the run through until 5. What? So I was ignorant of all this, and I was uh, resentful of my time, quote, unquote. I was making a, a good living. It, so everything was great. You thought he was just being a diva? I thought he was being a diva. Uh, That's exactly it. Fascinating. Now, when you hear what it was, sure. oh, my God, I'm, I'm so sorry. But I... Got to admit, in my harshness, I don't regret reacting like that. I, I, I couldn't believe it. But they couldn't let me go because what if all of a sudden he had a burst of wellness, of energy? Let's get to work. And it's what you had to do. Would I have taken the job if I knew this? Of course. But I didn't know. So we were not told until the last year what it was. That's what it is. So, yes. Am I a bad person, Gilbert? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Pick, up on the, pick on the yes. short guy who's, yes. who's, got, a, who's got Parkinson's. Yeah. Didn't he leap um, into your arms when you first met him, Michael oh, J. Fox, when, well he, that, came to, when that, he came to Chicago? That's another uh, uh, audition story. Yeah. Is Gary David Goldberg had a show called Champs, and I wanted to audition for it. I think Kevin Nealon got the role or something. But I just all I wanted to do was audition for it. Gary David Goldberg said he's wrong for the role. He's wrong for the role. Okay, fine. Spin City comes on and it comes around. It's the hot pilot for that season. You know, every season you, you get one or two. Oh my God, look who's producing right. it! Look, oh, I want to be in J.J. Abrams. It was called new Spin pilot. originally, wasn't it? it? Was. And they had to change the title the, because yeah, of the because conflict of the magazine. with right. So. Uh, uh, I am impressed, yes, but okay, come on. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so, so this is the big script. I, I read it. I go, I'm right for Paul Lasseter. I'm right for this role. In fact, I went into the casting director's office. I, I asked to audition for her to say, is this how it should be done? Because I wanted – and Gary still said no. I'm sorry. I didn't say that. Gary still said no. I know Richard Kind. I don't want him. I don't want him. Bill Lawrence did, and that was his partner. Okay, that, that, that's who co-wrote the, the, the show. So Bill requested me. I go in to read for the casting director. I, I know what I say to myself, if I get called back for this role, the part is mine. If I don't, it's because oh, I'm too tall for the role. Oh, they don't want a Jew. I'm too urban. You know, they, they, want, they have other people. But if I get called back, I know this part is mine. It's Michael J. Fox. As, a, as I don't know whether the, this is something that would calm me down. I would go to a therapist before an audition that was important, like going to the network, and talk things out. And usually I would get my energy up and I would, I would feel good. 
And I said, I'm going to audition for Michael J. Fox today. I'm meeting him. There's a story that happened at Second City. It was funny. We were doing the, the, this one game where, I mean, I came in, and it was an obvious line that told everybody where I was. I go, he established that he and Robin Duke were um, mother and son. And I opened the door, and I go, hi, honey, I'm home, which, of course, meant Robin was the mother and Michael was the son. So I go, hi, honey, I'm home. And Michael, as brilliantly as he could, I mean, like a dancer, went strode one, two, three, and leaped up. And the only way that I, into my arms, and the only way that I can tell you visually, it was like David Letterman doing the Velcro, where he got on. Oh, sure. (laughs) And that's what it was like. And he's, I'm strong, but I'm not that strong. But he's, what, 130 pounds? And he went one, two, three, boom, into my arms. And he clutched there. And I'm telling you, the applause went on for three minutes. That's great. It was something to behold. It was just a lovely moment. So I tell my therapist, should I say this story? He goes, yeah, you got to have a, it's an in. Of course you tell him. I go in and I say, Michael, we, we actually have met before. Oh, yeah, where? And I go, well, you were in Chicago doing the movie Satisfaction and you, you came to Second City and you, uh, you improvised with us. He goes, I'm sorry. I was so drunk and high. I don't remember going to Second City. <laughs> he goes, because I, 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 I barely remember doing the movie, and which I thought was great. And so that was, uh, yeah, that, that was uh, what, what it was. I also knew, this is uh, clapping my, my hand on my back or something. I knew that I would get the role too, because while I was reading it, Michael had two handles and on his chair. And when I said one line, which I remember being brilliant, but I, I can't remember what the line was. But it was really good writing. He literally grabbed onto the chair and pushed himself up and switched legs. He was laughing so hard. You know, it was one of those, oh, yeah. my God, I, you know, just, he's, he's hitting the right, the right notes. You were so, fun on that show. That was nice, yes. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Now that's all. That's it. <laughs> all, right, all right. Please turn, please turn, turn to your hymnals at <laughs> page 42. <laughs> What else? What else? I got I, just if you name names, I got I got a, a story. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, like. Uh, like okay. Wait. Well, here, here's what. Oh, okay, because good. Craig Bierko was on the show. Oh yeah, Craig. You asked for yeah. that. Well, I asked Craig. I said, "What do you want to ask Richard Kind?" Craig he said, "Just bring up my name." He had the funniest line ever. He was uh, at my wedding and he gave a toast and he said, "The astronauts were up in space and they saw two things." The Great Wall of China and every acting choice Richard Kind ever made. So, <laughs> so that's. Uh, I didn't know he could draw. There's that wonderful drawing of, yes, of, yes, of, of you being in the bathroom. Of you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, he's he's great. He's so great. I'll he's just so throw out names. Go ahead. Let, 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 let's talk Lee, Lee Merriweather. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Because it's got another name oh, that you're going to love. What's, okay. oh, what's God, that? And then Gilbert wants to know how you met Kevin McCarthy, too. He wants because you. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Yes. Oh, how, how do you know him? Invasion of, of the Body research, Snatchers. Richard. Oh, was I, he a nice I do deep man. research. God almighty. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, okay, the, the Lee Mer- Merriweather story is, uh, God, I can't believe I'm coming out of another. Is it, what do we, no, I'm not. How much time? Okay. Never you're mind. great. Okay. No, it just feels long when you talk. <laughs> to you, when are you going to get me out of these handcuffs? Okay. Um, so, uh, God, I can't believe this is the third time I've mentioned a therapist. I haven't been to a therapist yes. in like in, in years. Anyway, so I'm in LA and I'm at a therapist that 
actually uh, is a real famous therapist to the stars type of guy. You pay way too much money for, for this guy. I didn't go to him for a long time. Like you, I am cheap, but with myself. <laughs> But, but I'm really cheap. I'm very generous what makes to you others. Think, what makes you think oh, he's no, cheap? No, no, no. I've heard all the stories, all the stories. In fact, just this morning, I went downstairs and I found a great table out in garbage and I took it upstairs. I mean, I, I still... Oh, no, no, no. I'm the cheapest of the cheap. You, you heard how Buscemi, how he wouldn't split the cab with, 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 with Buscemi? Yes. yes. Oh, God. And I wouldn't so even And you were the star. That is yes. hilarious. <laughs> But anyway, I was going to this guy who, this is, it's got to be over 10 years ago. It's got to be, even more than that. 15 years ago, I think the guy was 225 a session. Can you imagine that many years ago? But what he really was was a motivational speaker. And he would, he, he, you, you, would you would say something about blah, blah, blah. And he goes, no, oh, you're being a baby. You're being a pussy. You know, you're, 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 you're a weakling. No, be strong like that. And he would say, die a death. That was the object, was to die a death. I'm scared to do that. Do it. You're not going to die. You want to go to the edge of the window and f- jump 10 floors? You're going to die. My advice is don't do that. But you want to go out and you know, do something? Be brave. Die a death. You will find that you'll wake up the next morning. So that was, that's what he did. It's die a death. Okay. First part. I come out of the office, and believe it or not, I run into, oh, you're going to love this name. <laughs> You're going to love it. Hold hands. Richard's touching us. Frank a letter. Frank who? Frank a letter. Frank a letter. Come on. Frank or Frank a letter. Frank a letter. Wow. It's about time. It's, it's about space. Oh, wow. oh God. Wow. Come on, you guys. It's wow. about time. It's Frank about space. a letter. About two guys wow. in the craziest oh. place. Wow. Frank, Frank, I'm so upset. Yeah, wow. Joey Ross. Joey Ross. Yes. Oh. Frank a letter. I'm so ashamed, Richard. You should yeah. be ashamed. Yeah. You're nervous being around me. I, I do. I do. I'm intimidated. Okay, so <laughs> I see Frank a letter on the street. He's walking with his wife and a beautiful girl. Beautiful. Well, I see the girl, but I want to talk to Frank a letter. And I do. And he's so complimentary to me. This is about the time of, of Mad About You, maybe a little later or something like that. But it's years ago, and, and I'm so, I, I can't believe I'm meeting Frank a letter. And his, his daughter was stunning. My kind of build, everything. She, was, she had been an actress. She's now a stunt woman, and she was on Circus with the Stars. And she says, oh, I just worked with one of your co-workers, who? Uh, Alila Kendall, who played my wife sure. on, on Mad About You. And I go, oh, like, oh, wow. And so we, we talk for about 15 minutes. It's a wonderful conversation. But I hightail it to Mad About You, and I go, Lila, you got to give me her, her number. you got to give me her number. And uh, I, she's beautiful. And I couldn't ask there because of the, you know, the, the, the man a letter was there. So gives me the number, and I'm sitting with the phone, die a death. Call her up. She's too beautiful for you. You know it. <laughs> die a Die a fucking death. Do it. Do it. So I call up. Uh, let, let, let's say her name is, is Julie. Hi, is, uh, is Julie there? No, may I ask who's calling? Um, my name is Richard Kind. Oh, wh- what is this about? Well, I, I met her the other day on the street, and she was so pretty, and I know a friend of hers, so I got her phone number, and I'm, I'm calling to ask her out on a date. Uh, I see. And who is this? This is her mother. Oh. Lee Merriweather? Yes. From Time Tunnel? Yes. Oh, my God. I love you. (laughs) 
Oh my god. I love you. Oh. Oh, yes. You're so gorgeous. Oh, my God. Of course you're Frank Aletta's ex-wife. Oh, my God. I'm so stupid. Anyway, would you give her my number? No. Hilarious. I don't know. No, I don't know whether or not she said It was no Lee Merriweather's daughter. It was Lee Merriweather. And I'm on the phone to Lee Merriweather. Yeah. Can you believe it? Hilarious. I'm on the phone to the Years later, I'm at the theater, and I, Barbara Feldman was at the theater, and I know her, and she's with Lee Merriweather. And I told her the story, and they were very nice, and we went out for drinks, and she was very, very nice, as you yeah. obviously saw. Yeah. But it was Lee Merriweather. I'm on the yeah. phone to, I mean, everybody, I, I don't watch Barnaby Jones. I, I don't watch our TV. The only hour TV I watched was when I was a kid, and it was Time Tunnel. I love James I love Darren. James Darren. We, just, we just hung out with him this I, weekend. I, I loved yeah. James Darren, yeah. and and it was Lee Mary by and uh, it was it not not Lloyd Nolan. It was the other my, uh, not Michael Rennie. Who's the 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 the, the guy? Oh, Richard Denning. No, oh, no, um, long uh, thin face. So it was in the, the the day the earth stood still. Oh, uh, 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 Michael Rennie. Rennie. Michael Rennie. No, yeah, no, no, well, no most wow. The, the the scientist. And it was guy. Sam Jaffe. Uh, no, but, no, 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 not no. Sam Jaffe. No, who I just saw on Asphalt Jungle the other night. God, oh, I love that um, one. You, 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 you'll know who it is, and I can't. I just my my. I'm old, and my my knees don't work, and my head <laughs> doesn't work at all, and it's horrible. Oh, tell your tell your Kevin McCarthy because yeah. I have a Kevin McCarthy. No, story. I have no no Kevin McCarthy. You just met him at a party. I met him yeah. at. Did you ever go to Norby Walters' uh, either card game or no. or his uh, um, the Wax Museum, the the Oscar night party? No. Oh, every year I go and I just say I, 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 I can't do it again. I can't. But there are great people. And Asner always there. Right. But one year, Kevin McCarthy. And I literally spent an hour to an hour and a half. He was, and I'm pumping him not just for body snatches, but for death of a salesman. Oh, sure. Oh, my God. Had a God. long career. Oh, my God. I, I remember. Is that me? Is that my phone? Now, you, you, but just t- t- turn it off. Yeah. Well, who is? I'm kidding. <laughs> Lee Merriweather's daughter yeah, calling. Right. Oh, I, I remember. Oh, give, after, give, give me a Kevin. After I did the aristocrats. Right. And then they did like, uh, they recorded me again for mm-hmm. the DVD. And I started just improvising and I, I started saying, uh, you know. Uh, the aristocrats thing, and I said, and you know, he fucks his dog, and the dog right. is uh, right. eating, blowing the sun, and blah blah blah. And I go into this long, disgusting, perverted thing, and I say, this is a common practice of character actor Kevin McCarthy. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and- so- you just randomly pulled out yeah, Kevin yeah, McCarthy, right? Out of right. my right. ass, right? And and so one of the guys. Uh, recording it, knew Kevin McCarthy. Oh. So he told him, and Kevin McCarthy was like 100. Yeah, but he's a funny man. And yeah. Puts it, yeah, and he said to him, he goes, you know, Kevin, you know, Gilbert Gottfried, he goes, he talked, he told the whole story about fucking a dog and the dog blowing a guy and blah, and he goes, and this is a, uh, he said it's a common practice of character actor Kevin McCarthy. And Kevin McCarthy angrily says to him, well, uh, that's offensive. And he goes, yeah, well, you know, Gilbert has a... And he goes, I'm not a character actor. I'm a lead. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's... Uh, I love that one. That's that's him. I love that one. Such a sweet, sweet guy. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast, 
after this. Speaking of the aristocrats, I found it interesting. Uh, I was watching an interview with you and Sam Cedar, and you were talking about uh, you're not a fan of people who apologize for jokes. You were talking about that onion, that infamous onion joke. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you, you, and, well, and you're well, talking well, to the right people. person here. Oh, oh absolutely. But, but that, yeah. that, that's what I said. He's defiant. Right. No, right. I, I've never apologized for jokes. The only time you – what I hate – look, I was supposed to tell yeah. the I, – I want to tell you. I was supposed – I know Paul Provenza. Yeah. And I was upset – that I was not asked to do the movie. Yeah. Because I tell a pretty the good joke. Yeah, yeah. The, the aristocrats. But he had too, too many people. And we, there, I was once at a panel for censorship. Paul Provenza was on it. We were talking about the aristocrats. And he did me a nice thing. And he, he said, uh, somebody said, does anybody not know the, uh, the joke, the aristocrats? And they said, Paul, would you tell it? And Paul goes, no, Richard, you stand up. So I got to tell it. So it was very nice. But you don't apologize for those jokes. As a matter of fact, if, uh, if, if you don't make those jokes or if you censor yourself, you know, Jeff Garland said, said a really wonderful thing. He said, we're all, we, we get angry at other people, but you have to stop yourself and say, I, I know what I'm made of. I know that I'm angry. Don't be angry. You have to ha- grab a hold of your anger, you can be angry, but you gotta grab. Oh, it's it's like what we were talking about before. With uh, you, you know, you, there, there, there's a line up to what Dylan Baker did. He could In be happiness. attracted yeah. to a child. You just yeah. can't act on it. But to censor yourself, it's, it, what you did was as liberal and wonderful a joke as could possibly be, because you cannot tell that in a place that will censor you. So that's why I think – that's why I admire you. It's why we all admired Lenny Bruce. Yeah. You know, it goes way back. So. Wow. That's so. as, as nice a compliment. Oh, but it's true. Wow. It's true. And, and it's why I can't do the dangerous stuff. Sometimes if somebody writes me something, I'll do something dangerous. But I can't, I can't stand up there on stage and, and uh, be as dangerous as you I, are. I also feel like when people get offended, which they love to do. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. And I, I feel like they're patting themselves on the of back. Course. It's of course. Like, yes. See, I was offended. Well, it, right. it, it allows them to participate. Yes. Right. And not just be... Uh... And I always feel like with the whole... Yeah, scene... but the, the, there is the other side, which is me, is that I laugh too much. Yeah. I show, oh, look at how liberal I am. And I have to catch myself then. It's, oh, don't be so, so holier than thou. And, you know, it's the, uh, it's the opposite end. You know, I try yeah. to catch myself yeah. then. So that's, that's what I do. So what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Carol Burnett and Carol and oh, Company? You oh. want to talk about Max Bialy stock? And, Carol uh, Burnett was, uh, uh, well... Uh, uh, you were on a comedy anthology I mean, I mean, series, not yeah, a, it was not a great. sketch yeah, series. And you know why that was canceled? You know, I've had two shows that were canceled for, for wrong reasons. Luck, everybody thinks it was canceled because of the uh, the horse. It wasn't right. canceled because of that. The, the, the horses were fine. The, the horses we, were, were like they, they were like orphans in a Dickens novel, a Dickens novel who get saved by the judge. Right. Luck was, and, we should just tell for our viewers, was your HBO show yeah, with Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, HBO show with right. Dustin Hoffman right. and uh, – uh, and then Carol Burnett's show was canceled. It wasn't canceled. It was really a good show. It, it, there were weeks that it would fail, God knows, but it, it took a chance every week in giving a half-hour genre, whether either a sketch or it could be a musical or it could be a— Carol like, and like, Company. Like, yeah, Carol and Company yeah. was uh, um, like a Jules Pfeiffer uh, one-act or something like that. And Julie Andrews and Burt Reynolds 
both of whom were good friends with Carol, said, what are you doing with that show? You, you do a variety show. You can't do that. And then they went on to have very miserable shows when they found out how hard Half Hour is. But we were really, it was a great cast when you think of, of uh, um, Terry Kaiser, remember? Yeah, sure. Bernie, oh, yeah, and Jeremy yeah. Piven. Yeah. Peter, and Peter Krause. Krause and yeah. it, was, it was really good. And she was great. She, she was, I mean, she could tell great stories. God, she was... She's a nice you, lady. You know, you know what she is? You know how nice she is? is? And you'll understand this, is when you go in for an audition, it's like their arms are folded. Show us. Give, give it to us. Go, go ahead. What do you got? Carol, when it was your turn, you're sitting out in the hallway, the monitor didn't come outside. The producer didn't come outside. She came outside. And she literally said, I hear you're wonderful. Come on in. Uh, yeah. Her arms are out. She's so, and she was she's so genuine. She wanted, you see, that's the bad thing about Hollywood. They, they don't want you to be at your best. They want, to, they want you to audition under the worst circumstances. I sometimes understand that. But it's not right. Let, let's see, have them be forthcoming and say, you might be able to give us greatness. Let's see what you got. But I, my, my old joke, only actors. Do you ever go to NBC to, to, for, to test for a series? Oh, yeah. You remember that small room? There's like a, a, a circle, like almost, in the, it's got plenty of space. And all around, there's like a, a piano and a radiator and a windowsill. And every, there's 25 people in there and they're all perched. On, on the radiator or the, on the piano, but you've got a lot of space, and you feel like Suzanne Plachette in, in uh, or, or, or Tippi Hedren and in The, the Birds, birds. <laughs> is that you're sitting there, and all of a sudden, all these birds are flying in, and they're just ready to peck your eyes. Yeah. And that's what it felt like going into NBC, and it's a small room. And, you know, you got plenty of space, but oh, God, all these people just sitting there like, like you know, Mr. Potter, what do you got? What <laughs> Are you a good auditioner? We asked Lewis Black the same uh, Okay, this, uh, this is what I wanted to refer to because it's why I say I want to listen to all of your stuff. I love to audition. You do. I'm the freak who <laughs> loves to audition. Gilbert hates it. I, okay, okay. Here's the thing. Um, an actor cannot act alone. Okay, a comedian can't do his bit in front of the mirror. A painter can paint. A writer can write. You gotta have one other person. In fact, I'm glad all these people are here because you don't see. Well, we, we got about six people here yeah. who you I can make laugh. Today. I'm not just trying yeah. to make you guys laugh. I'm trying to really get them. It's like the camera. Crew. <laughs> make, when you do a sitcom, you don't want you, you you don't want the audience to laugh. You want the cameramen to laugh. If they laugh, it's okay. I, I, you need an audience. The if if I go in for an audition, somebody's in the room. I gotta play. For them, I gotta entertain them, and that's what I do. I'm I'm an actor. I want to act, and if I feel this is if, when I teach acting or improv or whatever I do, which I don't do much, but the best advice that I can say is if you believe you gotta believe you're good, you gotta believe you're right for the part. You go in for an audition, and these people, you you want the role. Fuck that. Fuck you want the role. Say to yourself, all you guys who have written this show, you want to be the guy. You want to be Larry David. You want to make a fortune. I'm your guy. I can help you make a fortune. So you take it all off you and you put it on them. Wow. And you say, I can help you. You just better cast the rest of this cast as good as me or else it's gonna, this is just going to suck ass. But if you want this role <laughs> done correctly, I'm your guy. 
just cast it as good as me. No, that, that, that's how I feel. I can do a good role, but you got to believe it. You got to believe it. By the way, I also believe that when I think back on the four cameras sitcoms that I used to do, oh my God, I sucked. I was I was I was so overacted. I was so I I, I was entertaining. Early, early days. Now even even through I, I look at it, I, I did a show called The Middle, which I hear was uh, it's a great show. It's very successful. So I go on as the dentist, and it's sort of an emotional, important thing where this girl is wants to get her braces off, and I convince her keep them on so that when we take them off, your teeth will be great. Okay. I go in, I give, I, 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 uh, I've got the part already, which I don't like, and, and remind me to tell you why I like to audition for the second reason. But anyway, I go in, and I give a very nice, it's funny, but I'm sincere. Let the kid get the laughs. She's looking funny with the, let the mother get the laughs, not me. It's The part isn't that funny. I'm a dentist who's, who's asking her to do it. And they all go, oh, Richard, uh, you're it's great. It's, you're great. Oh, my God, you're, you are the king. You are the king. You're the best. You're, 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 the, 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 you're the go-to guy. And then the director comes up, uh, can you just amp it up a little? We want it a little bigger. And I go, no, no, this, this guy, I'm, I'm not that actor anymore. And she goes, I know. It was a wonderful director named Lee, Lee uh, Charlotte Schemmel, who used to direct a lot of Spin Cities. She goes, they, they just want a little bigger. I, I, I go, I, I can, but I, it's, it's not right. It's what they want. Well, I, it was quite big. I wasn't entirely comfortable. The scene went well. I then went home and watched the middle, which I had never done before. It's broad, broad comedy. It's broad. I can't do that anymore. It's just not what I'm made of. And maybe I'm not that funny anymore. I don't. I can be big. I can. God knows. Even when I try to be small, you know Dan Castellaneta. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Homer Simpson. Yes, Homer Simpson. He and I were in second seated together. I am more animated asleep than he is awake okay <laughs> that's that's the wrong word to use for an animated somebody who makes his living in animation but i have more i move more while i'm sleeping than he does i'm i i, I my mouth is big i'm i'm just big and but i've learned how to act for a camera i think i am am i am i alan rickman no but, uh, you know, and I'm not a, uh, a chameleon actor. I, I do what I do. But anyway, I, th- I think I've gotten better. Now, the, the, the other thing about I like to – the reason why I like to audition is because if I audition and I get the part, they're telling me, we saw what you're going to do. We like it. Do it for us. But if you call, show up cold on set and you do it, what if they don't like it? What if they say, oh, gosh, we didn't see it that way, which is what happened in the middle. I, if I had auditioned, I would have done it that one way. I would never have gotten the part. So uh, I, I, I like my friend Tom McCarthy or Scott Silver. They were doing an independent movie. And, you know, I had small roles in it, but I took them both out for coffee. And I said, let me just read the scene. I read the scene and, and they, they go, yeah, 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 that's, that's great. And then I said, okay, then I'll do your movie. They have to say, yes, this is good. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Station so- agent? Was that the that was Tom McCarthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like what a, that, like how that about film. that for like a lovely, that film lovely, very movie. much. Oh, very so much. He's great, great director, great writer, great man. He's, he's great. He's great. He's great. Yeah. What do you want to throw at this man, Gil? Uh, uh chair. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my gosh! Oh god! Who's your? I saw you recommending films. I saw you recommend Witness for the Prosecution. Well, Witness for the Prosecution. You know, we do these little mini episodes. Yeah, for those. Well, everybody loves Billy Wilder. If you know anything about about film, although it's not exactly a Billy Wilder film. By the way, if you want to know what kind of movie buff I am, um, I was bar mitzvahed November fifteenth, and on uh, Saturday night at the movies. The fortune cookie was playing. So we had the bar mitzvah in the afternoon. They all came over to the house and they did that. I was in my parents' bedroom watching the fortune wow. cookie. Wow. <laughs> so I love that, that one. Uh, yeah. So that, that's if you want to know how I know movies. With I mean, I, but, and I would sit, like, if they, if they, if you ask about lenses or stuff like that, I know nothing about movies and about the technicalities and, and, you know, how to act for a lens or what the, the lighting or anything. I know nothing of that. But I would sit on the toilet for hours and hours just leafing through books about the Oscars and yeah. movie trivia. I just, that, that's why I know it. I, that, that's what I love doing. We got Leonard so, Moulton coming up in a couple of weeks too. Oh, so there's that's, a marvelous. Yeah, that's that's going to be fun. Marvelous. I had a great ride at, at, at the Sundance uh, this past year. We were going all over bumfuck, uh, you know, Park City on a bus, and he and I were just talking. Uh, he's a great guy. His wife is lovely. His daughter. He's gro- oh god, will you love? We're looking Leonard forward Moulton. to it. So give yeah. us so give us a film that we don't know about. Um, Another, well, okay, Charade was. I know that you guys. Okay, yeah. I was president of my senior class. At, uh, at at Pensbury High School, and I did nothing. I did I just or I did my junior class. I did it for my uh, uh, just to get into college. We'd look on the resume. I was no leader at all, although I could conduct a meeting. But the only thing I did was I had a double feature on a Friday night of Charade and West Side Story. Now. Here's what I'm asking you. Ned Glass. Good for you. I had the Ned Glass Film <laughs> Festival. That's the only thing I did. It was called the Ned Glass Film Festival. Did I, re- did I redeem myself I for Frank a letter? Isn't right. that I whole, feel it, so much oh better. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, it was the, the Ned I Glass I thought I was going to die a death. Yeah. So yeah. I feel better. I the other movie. Okay. Here's we love a movie. Ned Glass. Here's a movie that I, you know, I, 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 uh, sometimes you see a movie or you see a play and you went home and you got laid that night and you, you, th- and, and, and you think back on, wow, that was a great play or a great movie. And really all it was was you got laid. And so it was really just a great night. Well, I, had a, I went to do a, a summer stock uh, and we did City of Angels way out in North Carolina. And City of Angels is not a play you're doing summer stock. It's just too smart. And that's how I think this guy picked it. Well, I, I certainly, I was young. It's not because I got laid. I just remember seeing this movie at a time when I was young and impressionable, and I really loved the movie. Did you ever see Soldier in the Rain? Oh, yeah, with Jackie, is Jackie Gleason in Jackie it? Jackie Gleason and Steve McQueen as buddies. It's a buddy movie. Yeah. And Steve McQueen plays this dumb guy. And, and Jackie Gleason, who I loved, plays a very strong character. Tony Bill is in it. I don't think Tuesday, I've seen it. Tuesday Weld. Tuesday Weld. Tuesday Weld has the most beautiful line. They're all looking up at fireworks, and they go, wow. And she goes, it's so sad. And they look at her, and they go, why? And she goes, it's so beautiful, and then it dies. And I thought, oh, my God. It just hit me at a time. It's not a good movie, I don't think. But it's a movie I remember fondly. So uh, so we we recommend those. Movies that are flawed, but we have a special experience of them. I think Rain is a really interesting, weirdish movie. And it's before the 60s okay. kicked in. Soldier in the Rain. Yeah. We all I love think, Tuesday Weldon. I, think, Sarge, in, uh, I think Joseph Sargent directed it. I think he directed it. Now, I don't know. What films yeah. 
do you remember when you saw them, you thought were great, and then you saw them again and thought were terrible? Well, an interesting thing is how many times have you seen a movie on a plane that you really liked, and then you see it again and you go, God, that just sucked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but on a plane, <laughs> on why a plane, is it so good? Because you got the earphones, prison, you're, you're, you're in yeah. prison, it's so small, you are, you are locked in. Like when you go to the movies, do you sit up front, do you sit in the middle, or do you sit in the back? I, I sit like more in like the middle, I think. Okay, yeah. I go up front. Yeah. I like to be enveloped in the whole movie. I don't care what my neck feels like. I like to sit up close. So that's what I think a, a, a movie does. The movie Plaza Suite is a terrible movie, but on the airplane, it was just fantastic. Yeah. Great talent in that movie, too. It's, yeah, a, great. it's a shame. And the play is, is okay. It's, it's, it was good of what Neil Simon did. It was really pretty good. Um, Oh God! What? Let, let me let me think. God, that's such a good question uh, of a movie that that I, I loved, and then I saw it again, and it it just well, I loved Beverly Hills Cop. I love 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 Beverly Hills Cop, and then all of a sudden, are you in Beverly Hills Cop? I'm in two. It's in the second one. Well, that was never good. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Now, Beverly Hills Cop, you met the guys. Oh, my God, this is the best movie ever. And then you got to the middle. Whoa, 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 this is great. And then they have to wrap it up. And the third act is just for shit. It's just awful. Unfortunately, they did it again. (laughs) I I sort of remember you. But but no, the first part is good again. You meet the villains, everything like that. And then... They got to wrap it up, and it's it's I, just bad. Some movies don't have a third act. I saw they, I saw they, one they, la- last night. I, I, I really say? liked. It's a Tom the one Tom Hanks directed that thing you do. I didn't see, which it. I really like. And uh-huh. It's a, it's an affectionate look at a at a, at oh, a band yeah. in the in the sixties, and it just it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah, but it's a great trip. Yeah, well, you know? I, I, I like movies like you, that. You know what's I, weird I like that about film. That Sweet. movie, and it and it shows like did they edit it wrong here? Because all of a sudden, in the middle of the movie, we get introduced to a black doorman. Right, he's and, the jazz fan. Yeah, he sends yeah. uh, he sends the drummer. And then to- at the end of the movie, he wraps up the whole thing, and you know, and and you go, well, if he's going to be such an important character, he right. should have been at the beginning. Yeah, of that's, the that's, a good, that's very interesting. That's a good point. He might have yeah. been. He might have been. That's what I been. think. It might have been sloppy editing. Right. Yeah. Or. They had to get it down to 90 minutes. Yeah. What can we cut out? This, um, but I, here, here's something is that, you know, I try and show my kids old movies. And, of course, they just the oh, <laughs> <laughs> Right, I know. <laughs> oh, but when they were young, they liked Harold Lloyd and Charlie uh-huh. Chaplin. Here's a, I never liked Laurel and Hardy, and I'll be damned if I know why. Isn't that but interesting? But I never did. I love W.C. Fields. Anyway, I showed my kids The In-Laws. And the original, th- of course. The ori- of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> of course. And, um, and, and I said, this is the greatest. It is the best. And as I'm watching it, it's even better than I remember. Oh, that's great. And my kids hated it even more oh. than I loved it. They're just, it's just stuff. I showed them the 39 steps and uh, the lady vanishes, which they begrudgingly liked. I said, if you like that, watch North by Northwest. Yeah. It was eternal. They, we had to turn it off. They they couldn't stand it. So what? But and yet I think I'm and I'm watching it. I tell you this. Here's something very funny. This this is really interesting, and I only noticed it because I watched it because I have a big screen TV now. When I was young, 
And I saw The Godfather, which of course is iconic and I love it dearly and I love it like every guy loves The Godfather. I never understood why Al Pacino was so great. I knew why James Caan was great. Uh I knew why Brando was great and I knew why Kazaa was great. I I bought Michael Corleone, but they went on and on about Al Pacino's performance. I thought he was not... Dull, but he was quiet. He, he didn't talk. What do you talk? Everybody was big and Italian. He, he was quiet. Well, because I think I'm a better actor, finally, finally, I realize why his uh, his his Michael was as brilliant as anything we've well, ever seen. Well, he has the least showy role of all of them in the, the, fr- in the first one. But everybody right. says, right. But he got all the he got so much attention. Right. Then. All he does now is pick showy roles. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. Go be great right. at what you do. We know how showy you are inside behind those eyes. Right. Show us, show us that, but talk soft. You know, he was, he was, he is great. I mean, even Dick Tracy was a movie well, that happened. Who to. knew he was that funny? It was hilarious. Right. Right. Hilarious. Who, who knew he was that funny? So that, that's, two, two that's great right. understated roles where he didn't chew the scenery. The Michael, two Michael Mann pictures, Heat and The Insider. Oh, and he's yeah. great in both of them. Well, Michael Mann, God, I yeah. got stories about Although him. Although in Heat, he has that, that big scene of, oh, she's got a big ass. He's got the one scene. Yeah. 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 But I'm but, one of the people who, when uh, De Niro and, and, uh, and Pacino are at the luncheon, you yeah, know, at the it's diner. Great. It's great. Yeah, you think it's great? I think it sucks. Really? I think it sucks so bad. You know what it is? Okay, I used to be <laughs> in these acting classes. God, this is hilarious. This is so far back that we would go to. They were called cold reading classes. Now, any actor worth their salt does not do a cold reading. They get the script ahead of time. They work on it a night, two nights, maybe even a week. You study the script. You become good. This was, he had a stack. The guy who ran the thing was this Italian guy. God, what if, I can't remember his name. A lovely guy, though. But all he was doing was getting laid because he was this handsome Italian guy. He had a stack of TV uh, scenes or movie scenes, and you would, He'd pass them out or you'd pick them out or you pick a partner and you get it. And they're usually man-woman scenes. And what you would do, you'd be hitting on the girl while you're rehearsing the scene. You'd go outside. (laughs) And the most beautiful models and these girls were great. And all these Italian actors who would be going in there and they knew this. you don't have to work hard. You pick up a scene, you go outside, you read it over once or twice, then you start hitting on the women. And uh, uh, so here's how they would act. They, they, They would go, hey, and they will go, how are you? And you go, yeah. <laughs> They'd pause. How are you? And they go, well, good. And they would take all the time in the world. They would get the emotion, and then they would say their line like that. It was the worst acting ever. <laughs> it was horrible, horrible. They would feel it. These Italian guys were, you know, swarthy and, you know, in their muscle T-shirts or in the, the, the tight leg or whatever. And, and that's what I saw. You thought saw, De Niro and Pacino were that way? I thought they way? were doing those Italian actors. Interesting. They're just taking, hey, I hear you. Uh, what, what you, what you doing? <laughs> Interesting. Take another take another look at it. Maybe maybe you'll feel you differently so, about huh? it. Yeah. I, 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 you know I, I, what I, I think. Now look, I'm not one to insult the Nero okay. Pacino. So if you're listening, you free which God knows you're not. <laughs> but if you ever hear this, I happen to like some of their other work. You, you, you know what? What I think when I watch that scene? What? Are they even in the same room? 
You exactly. never see them in They're the same reactive. frame. They're not reactive. Right. Is They're that not true? Reactive. You never see them once in the same you never, frame. You never, in the same frame, There's they no never two overlap. Shot? No. How bizarre. Look at us overlap. They, they never overlap. Oh, they say their line. Interesting. The says oh, line. now I have to go and look. It's, it's, yeah. It's a, yeah. Now, so but they, how they thrilling it is. They a week apart. Yeah, how thrilling. But yeah. it's it's like seeing, uh, here's a movie that's terrible, uh, directed by Arthur Penn, which uh, uh, Missouri Breaks. Oh, but yeah. Arthur said he just, you know, yeah. he, he was never supposed to wear a dress. And Arthur just threw up his hands and, hey, uh, what, are, what are we going to do? You know, what, Brando. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brando. Yeah. Yes, but Jack yeah. Nicholson is great. Yeah. yeah. But Jack there, Nicholson's acting. There are Brando's, good moments in that movie. Yeah. Yes, of course. It's not, well, it's it's not, not, look who you're at. You're yeah. dealing with. It's not yeah. entirely Arthur a success. And, but, and Thomas McGuane, I think, yeah. wrote the script. Too much talent. Yeah, but it's uh, it's, it's uh, Marlon Brando jerking off. So it's, it's you know, it's something. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, that, that's, uh, that's... You're going to be late for your appointment, so we should, uh, yes, we, we okay. should wrap it up. Okay. Have I talked too much? No, yeah, it was I wonderful. I really talk a lot. I it wanted to wrap it up when you <laughs> But you I, want to know yeah. something? I was re- Here's what I, I was really, really, really excited to be here. I love Thank you. this show. This was everything I thought it would be. Um, I was worried that I would take myself, and I think I did a few times, too seriously. And like I would cut you off because, no, 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 Gilbert, will you stop it? Because I have a story to tell. <laughs> And I, I sometimes take myself way too seriously, but you know how much I adore you, and I think the world of you. And knowing you on this show is wonderful. And you, I was so looking forward to meeting same you. Same here, Richard. Oh my same gosh. here. I was. I'm delighted to do. I'm this. I'm sorry, product. I was different than you, what you expected. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> no, 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 that doesn't matter. And Alan Zweibel, who was responsible yeah. for me getting here. Yep. Can I tell you a really funny Alan Zweibel okay, story? Okay, sure. The, is he not the nicest man? Oh yeah. And his yeah. his his interview comes off as the nicest we love guy him. in the world. I had never met him before. Everybody told me he was nice. He wrote a play called Bunny Bunny, uh, which Bruno Kirby did. Uh, and it's about he, his relationship with Gilda Radner. And I saw it, and I loved it. And I, I saw him at a party the first time. This was years ago. And I went up to him, and I said, I, I just think so much of your work. And I, I saw Bunny Bunny, and the biggest compliment I could ever give you was uh, I, I really would love to play that role. And he, he was so dismissive. He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, oh, Oh, God. And then I got to know him years later, and he is the nicest man. But the first time I ever met him, as dismissive. And I tell him this story, and I laugh, because he is. He goes, that's just not me at all. Hilarious. And I go, I know. So he is responsible for me being here, and you guys are as nice as as Alan. Well, you you know, we're flattered that you listen to so many episodes. Uh, Everyone, everyone. We're thrilled. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I hope you do this forever and ever. And I don't know how you make a living on this. I'm still... I'm so, I, I am not, I'm so computer illiterate. Neither do we. And I don't Twitter. I don't Facebook. I don't do any of that. Anyway, thank you. Will you, much. you come back and do another one where we just we, talk? We'll just talk movies. Oh, I'd love yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bring, bring up the obscure movies. I'll make a list of, of the, those things. That, yeah. that would be great. I want Robert Osborne to ask me to, to come on. Oh, and, my and, God. And do that. that was the most And I know fun Robert. I bet. Yeah. And I know him, and he's never. I, I, don't have, I have a modicum of fame. You are beloved. I'm, I'm liked. And you are. <laughs> so. Why, I, I, have one, I have one last question. Why, why was your character in Scrubs named Harvey Corman? You, why do you think? Go ahead. Give just us a, a, an, uh, just an homage. Because Mandy Corman was one of the writers, and they named it after her father, Mandy Corman, spelled C O R M A N, like Roger Corman. That's right. Right. So cool. Uh huh. That's it. Cool trip. That's it, buddy. Oh, okay. I got got loads more, but we'll talk later. 
Okay. Now, do you have anything you... She's, she's saying wrap it up. If you don't listen to, <laughs> yeah. to what I guess is the producer, much less your wife. She is the producer. She yes. was saying this when you walked. <laughs> wrap it up. Yes. Enough. Enough with the Jews. So... <laughs> Next time we'll just talk movies. Oh, but one thing. What, can I okay? ask a favor? Oh, one favor. <laughs> okay. Would you do the rabbi? Oh. Would you do the rabbi? Oh, I want to see what you look like because it makes me laugh okay, every time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you always have your eyes shut, but you're channeling the guy. You're not even looking for my reaction. You're just channeling. It's great. He's a method comic. You look like a death man. (laughs) Hilarious. All right, wrap it up, please. Richard, we loved it. Thanks for doing it. Anything to plug? Yeah. Yeah. What's coming up? You're in the new uh, Pixar. Let me tell you this. this <laughs> I, I'm not going to talk about my character because actually they're doing all of the advertising without me as a character. Bastards. They, they, no, no, no. It's for a good reason. It is the finest. It is it's the, it, along with Serious Man. It's the, the thing that I'm proudest of. It's, it's the Wizard of Oz. It's, it's the greatest. It's, I can't believe I'm going, going to go down in history like this. This is a special, special movie. It's special. Really? It's great. It's okay. Great. Great. I, I cannot talk highly enough. Anything else to... to, yeah, to... I got that. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, you know what? <laughs> I am... We, we had the read-through yesterday of all 10 scripts. I'm doing a series for Amazon called Red Oaks. Red Oaks. O-A-K-S. We haven't made the series yet, but the pilot you can watch on Amazon Prime. It's great. It's uh, look, Steven Soderbergh produced it. Wow, it's really good. The cast is good. I'm riding the coattails of kids. I like riding the coattails of anybody. Just you know, chisel me in into some scene and let me do it, and then get away. Uh, it's really good, and it's sort of like a combination of Caddyshack and the Flamingo Kid. It's really mm. very, very entertaining. Two of my favorites. Gorgeous. I know. Mine too. I'm really proud to be in it. And I was really worried what the scripts were going to be. They're great. They're really, really good. Terrific. So, so, but I got nothing. I got nothing. All right. You'll come back. We'll play movie games. Okay, good. So I'm Gilbert Gottfried. This has been Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast with my co-host Frank Santo Padre. And we've had on a fine actor and friend, Richard Kind, and we, this is a historical show, because we were a little different, and we talked about actors with big cocks. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta shake it up a little, yeah, Gilbert, yeah. come on. We, uh, on your we, we walked out on a limb with this one. <laughs> He's seen Valerie Perrine naked, and we didn't even talk about that. You saw Valerie Perrine naked? Well, a lot, there were 900 people with me. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. It was, it was right. the, the play Lenny. Lenny, right, I, right. with Cliff Gorman. I would, yes. Yeah. She, I saw that, I saw she that used to be... Love Cliff Gorman. Right. She, what, what I loved about Valerie Perrine, besides yeah. the obvious, is she was one of those actresses who had no problem taking her clothes off. Oh, my right. God, when you think of it. She and uh, uh, the, the, the one who won the Academy Award, the Julianne Moore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's oh. new it all the time. All the time. God bless her. Fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's God bless her. And, bless her heart. And, oh, you want to hear a very funny story? Is, is, uh, my daughter found a phone on the street. And uh, my daughter's a wonderful, wonderful girl, and she she w- knows how how she, she brought it upstairs. We were able to text somebody 
and gave them said, said this is Richard Kind. I'm at this number. Somebody who you know lost their phone. We have it here. Sure enough, we we were to that they they came down to get it. But my daughter and I <laughs> looked through the pictures. This is not exactly honorable. <laughs> we, we looked through the pictures while we're there while we're waiting for her to come. And there were a couple of shots. They were in yoga thing. And then there was one with her naked. And I turned it off immediately. So we go downstairs to give her the phone. And, uh, and I, I said, Skylar, this. She leaves. And I said, Skylar, don't you feel good? She goes, no. All I could think of was seeing her naked the whole time. I thought of her breasts. I just thought of her breasts. And I go, I want to say, well, there's many people I've met like that. Julianne Moore, I, 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 loveliest woman in the world. Now she is. All I do is what, I think, wow. What movie so did Julianne Moore show her bush in? In uh, uh, Shortcuts. Oh. And, <laughs> Boogie, and a lot of Boogie Nights. Phenomenally. Well, yeah, Boogie yeah. Nights, of course, but, <laughs> sure. but no, no, no. Shortcuts right. Right. I love is masterful. I love that picture. She just was. She, it's <laughs> masterful nudity. I, I love how great. quickly you no. answered. This, oh, show, wow. this show's turned into Mr. Skin. <laughs> But she's such a good actor. I know. She's so I lo- great. That's how she's so great. God bless her. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. This was a treat. Thank you, right. Richard okay, Kind. <laughs> <laughs> Have I said too much? <laughs>